Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my tips and tricks talk right before the launch of Anthem. We're about an hour and a half away from the launch, so this, this Q&A session will probably get chopped right short at the end whenever the game goes live so we can jump in and have a good time. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or just look up say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. That's typically when these videos hit the feed. So come on in, join the conversation. You could probably submit questions and have them show up in the talk. Let's jump right in so we can we can fly through these questions, and that way everybody can get their questions answered. Hordor says, I tried the VIP demo, and I had lots of issues, so I kind of gave up didn't make the next beta what would you suggest to start with throughout my talk i talked about like the basic tips and tricks for movement and how you should move throughout the game i also said that i think that if you're just wanting to kind of try the game out or it's your first time i think i would go with the ranger i think the ranger again is the he's the jack of all trades he's sort of the the soldier right down the middle of the road if you're new to the game haven't played all that much i really do think you should avoid the interceptor um I really do think you should avoid the intercept. The interceptor is very, very heavy lurk. Our lurker, our lurkers welcome. Not heavy lurk. I'm sorry. Yes, lurkers are welcome. We even have a, a lurk emote because I love lurkers. It's the longest standing emote on my channel. Lurkers are the lifeblood of Twitch. Um, the, the, it's just heavy, heavy skill oriented. So I would avoid the interceptor unless you really, really know you're going to like it or love it. If you're new to the game and haven't played much. Uh, Donald, do you think Interceptor is more built for late game if you're solo? Well, you're not really going to play this game solo. I, I mean, you can't, you're not, you're, you're not playing with your buddies, but matchmaking is always going to be throwing you in with people. So you're never going to be by yourself. Now, through the story, you can play by yourself if you want, but you're not going to be quote unquote solo. Now, if you're playing with people in a stronghold that are just clueless and they're not deading, it can be frustrating as an Interceptor because the Interceptor has his passive aura from every combo. That passive aura primes everybody around you, but you can't debt that primer because you could just chain that for forever. I was playing as Interceptor, matchmake. There was a Colossus behind me who was just clueless. He wasn't deading anything. Well, I mean, that's frustrating, right? That's just one of those things where you, you've got to you've got to hope that people start to realize that oh, there's an entire group of spiders over there frozen from this interceptor. I better debt those guys, and when they debt, you get energy from that for your ult. So it's there's nothing you can do about bad players. But again, I think the interceptor is is isn't necessarily a dependent class but it is a class that you're going to kind of want to be with people that know what they're doing and the longer you play the game and the more people play I think the less often you're going to run into people that are just clueless dum-dums that don't debt anything you get a taste for detonation as a colossus or a ranger or whoever you're going to be moving in positions to get those debts going you're not going to be sitting on the sidelines it's really really satisfying Next question from Blagadoo. Do you think they should have a solo mode for the higher difficulties? I'd be curious to see players like Esoteric and Slayer Rage see what they could do. I think initially they're saying no to that because they want to just funnel every single person into matchmaking. Just to keep matchmaking going smooth. And I also think a lot of people, given the option, even even if you're not Slayer Rage or Esoteric, okay... If you're not those types of players, there are still those types of players that would be like, I don't really want to play with other people. I'm going to play solo if you give them the option. 
and they're going to miss out. They're going to struggle. There's going to be almost no combos or efficiency going on. And that's also pulling people out of matchmaking, right? You're pulling people out of matchmaking, so you're, you're making it take longer. You're, you're slowing down. The funnel isn't as full. There are tons of players that would just boot up and never turn on matchmaking if you give them the option. So to a certain extent, you don't want to have people throwing themselves in private right out of the gate. Now, once people get a feel for the game, you know, a month from now, they can expand that as a feature and say, hey... If you want to run these, con- you know, this content solo, you can. But by then, I think people would say, I don't really want to run solo. It's not that fun. I like playing with other people. It flows better. It goes quicker. Uh, and I mean, King K is saying in chat, I will solo for as long as I possibly can. There's a lot of players like that. And I think that would throw off the flow of Anthem. Anthem is meant to be a game where... Four people go in, and there's complementary cooperative things happening. There's a synergy... The synergy will be higher and lower depending on your build and the people that you're playing with, but you don't. I just don't think you want to have people running around by themselves. That's not the way this game is designed. That's like somebody saying, I just want to play the game on the ground and use guns. Okay, but that's just not designed to be played that way. You're going to hurt your experience if you play Anthem, boots on the ground, I want to shooty-shoot everything. Kenzie with the next question. What's the first thing you plan on doing? I'm just going to pick Colossus and go through the story and have a fun time with you guys. So if you're listening right now, keep it here. Click the follow button. If you don't want spoilers, you can always stay here and just turn the volume way down to support the stream. But that's my plan, you know? And my plan with Anthem is to do what I'm doing right now to give you a hub of content. So if you're enjoying this style of like interactive radio show, when I play the game, I go full screen. And then when I do these talks, I go to this segment here. So it's not always like this, but this is a great way to show your questions. Gameplay is still pretty prominent and we have a really good time. Azuma Kazuma, the dev live stream said something about leaderboards. What kind would you like to see? I'm assuming there's going to be basically like speed running leaderboards for the uh, for the forges I'm sorry for the the strongholds I think that's pretty cool thank you shadow turtle for two months welcome back and Koei I missed your prime sub I'm not sure if it was a resub or not thank you Koei for the prime sub so I think the um, I think that the the leaderboards will probably be about how fast you can do stuff at each, at each grandmaster thank you Pot, uh, Potsov for 10 months welcome back and agent Iowa for your prime sub Everybody using your Prime Subs on my channel. I, pre- I really appreciate you using your Prime Subs here. Thank you. Sur- Survivor BR. The only thing I'm frustrated with this launch is the fact that Origin Access Premiere is not available in Brazil, only the basic one. What are your thoughts about releases like that? I feel like I fall in the same spot as the PS4 players in which Sony is the one to blame. I don't know why it's not available in your area, and I know that's a bummer, but I also know... I think there's more good than bad that comes with this launch date. Now, they could have been clearer. It was confusing. Origin showing the 14th got everybody confused, and then now it's the 15th, and all, all of that I know is frustrating. But I think at the end of the day, this style of service that allows players to try the game before buying it and get a really great value, you know, $100 gets you a year of premiere. It's 80 bucks for the entire primo package of Anthem. It's $80. For $100, you get an entire year of Premiere, the whole game of Anthem, early access, all the dope stuff, and you get Premiere. You get everything that comes with Premiere. Early access, discounts on games, you get all the all the stuff in the vault. 
again i feel like there's more there's more good than bad that comes with this i know people get frustrated and it's unclear sometimes like what's going on but i think a lot of consumers are really really benefiting from the the systems they have in place because you can try games you can and you can get i think a lot of value for those subscription services that they have corrections from the live stream just posted legendary items cannot be crafted they can only be found in drops i i think i thought we knew that but maybe maybe some people didn't know that i knew you couldn't craft legendary uh crafted items get their power level based on your pilot level so they do scale in that sense but you need to unlock higher rarities of a blueprint to craft more items yeah you do that through challenges uh or others or just using the gun i think axel foley with four months thank you so much uh, Zyphier, what ranger ability allows you to bypass shields? I don't know. They said they updated one of the ranger's abilities to be able to bypass shields, and I'm not sure which one it is. Somebody in chat's probably going to need to put that for me uh, with respect to... They, they made that announcement on the stream yesterday because they're, it's his uh, pills bla- pulse blast, I think is what you meant to type. Pulse blast? Secret emo with four months. Welcome back. Uh, energy blast. So I'm getting pulse blast... Spark beam energy blast. We're not getting a consistent. It looks like pulse blast is the is the answer to your question. That is the only ability. Uh, that is the only ability that they they have listed as being being able to penetrate a shield. Gorilla Sillin, give me one second. Gorilla Cillin, do you know how we will access the 10-hour playtime on Xbox with EA Access? Well, you should already have the game preloaded. If you have EA Access, it should have let you preload, and then you just boot up and play. It, it's it's usually you like go to it in the... If you have EA Access and you go to Anthem in the store, it should just say you should be able to get the the game for 10 hours. I think It's typically what it puts, and you just install it, and then you play for 10 hours. Throne. Lono, will strongholds be available immediately to access within the open world, or will there need to be some progress first to be able to unlock it? I don't have a definitive answer to this, but it's my understanding you don't do those things right away. You do the story, and then I think those things unlock. Now, I know Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3 are locked until you hit level 30. I don't think the strongholds are locked until level 30, but I think you're going through the campaign and slowly unlocking things and I believe strongholds are one of those things I don't know when you unlock them or if they all unlock at the same time but I don't think you land in the game level 2, pick your javelin and then can just go click a stronghold I don't think that's the case, they're end game activities so they will be progressively unlocked one stronghold is unlocked in the campaign yeah if you if you have Origin Premiere or Origin Access and you open up the game in Origin and it doesn't say it's playable today, you need to click a button and you need to click update. I think you click the little gear button and click update. It'll download more stuff and then it should say it's playable today. That's only true if you have Origin Access or Origin Premiere. If you just pre-ordered the game and you don't have Origin Access or Origin Premiere, you cannot play the game until next week on the 22nd. Alien Viper. Do you think they will ever bring elemental weapons or rounds into the game? I would like to see that. I know we saw a legendary weapon that could like dead and prime. So I know that happens later on. We saw that in the flavor text of a legendary weapon in one of the videos they put out. Might have been a masterwork. Um, so if you pre-order, you get nothing. Well, you got access to the VIP demo if you pre-ordered. 
Um, that was something that they offered. That All EA games work this way. All EA games work this way. Origin Access and Origin Premiere give you early access. You do not get early access for pre-ordering. This is not something unique to Anthem. This is how they handle all of their games. They want you to see the value of Origin Access and Origin Premiere as something that benefits you. Arez the King says, what will you be showing in your stream off of Anthem? I'll be playing through the campaign today. I'm sure that'll take up a bunch of our time. Um, that's pretty much my goal for today is just to have a good time with you guys and to experience the game together. Muddling through since the demo was, uh, was at level 10. How do you think we'll be at the start? I, when I played through at the, at the, um, at the capture event, I started in the tutorial with the ranger and then I went to the, the, the fort and I picked a, a javelin and I just played and leveled up. I think we unlocked at six or eight or something at the capture event. And it felt good. Keep in mind, I was playing like an absolute numbskull. I was literally using guns the whole time. I was not using my abilities. I had never touched Anthem prior to that. I was ignorant about combos and debt, uh, like primers and debts. And that's what I was doing the entire time. And I, I was I was having a fun time doing that. So I think in the early stages, everything's everything's kind of weak because it's the, it's the beginning. That's kind of how these games go. So. Uh, Kel, Kel DeVore with the Premier Origin sub oh, will the Premier Origin sub cover the content updates as well or do we have to pay a season pass there is no season pass there is no DLC that you pay for not at all even if you don't have your Origin subscription and you just bought the game for 60 you do not pay for anything they're doing in the months to come you just get those things right Origin Premier gets you access to Anthem that means you get access to anything that happens. They have been animate about that. There is no annual pass. There is no season pass. The only thing they have toyed with charging for in the future is like a new javelin. If they add a new javelin, you know, they'll charge people to add that javelin. But if they add new experiences and content and they expand the experience in the game, you just get access to that. Super J-Man. Do you think the weapons flow well with your javelin's abilities, or are they like pea shooters in comparison? When I was able to play the demo, the guns felt very underwhelming compared to the abilities. Guns had specific purposes when I played. I was using them for taking down shields. I was using them for finishing off some of like the trash ads on the ground if they were on fire or they were low health. I just get them out of there. You don't want to waste your ability on a couple of red bars that are like half health. I would just kind of spray them down. But I don't think they felt like pea shooters. I think a lot of people overstate how weak the guns felt. Now, if you just, again, if you boots on the ground, dig in and try and use your guns, I think that's when people felt like, these are such weak weapons, what's the deal here? If you use them intermittently as filler, they felt fine. They did not feel weak. They felt like they got the job done. But again, if you're using them as filler and you're shooting like a yellow tanky robot, with a big shield or you're using them intermittently to like shoot a blue shield that's gonna feel weak but if you use it on like the mid tier to low tier enemies I thought they felt I thought the the, the weapons felt fine uh the spooks is the storm's damage going to fall off over that the end game when resistances get higher we have to understand something everything scales so as resistances get higher you're getting abilities and things to drop that have significant buffs 
to their damage output and their efficiency. You're not going to get to the end game of Anthem and be like, oh my gosh, everything's so resistant and the gear that's dropping is making zero difference, right? You're going to feel a difference in your efficiency. That was like in the demo when the Colossus, I got a blue mod component that added a bunch of health and armor. It completely changed my experience. Now, they've made adjustments to the Colossus, so he'll have higher base health and not rely so heavily on mod components. The mod components aren't going to add as much as they did. But that's an example, though, of what I mean. Like, when you get high-level gear and abilities in this game, you're going to see differences in your efficiency and your damage output. You're not going to be like, oh, great, I got I, I got to go to Grandmaster 2 now, and I'm not able to do any damage. You'll feel weaker, but then as things start dropping and as you start leveling your stuff and getting stronger stuff, that's when you'll start to see those things change. Uh, next what, uh, next question can we match make for story missions yes you can as far as I understand the story missions are one of the only things you can do private if you want initially uh, but you I, I, I believe you can story you can play with people you can match make but you if you want to play by yourself you can after that there's almost nothing you can play by yourself you don't have to necessarily go into free play and like follow the people around you get match made with but they're going to throw you into free play strongholds and the content that you go into. You're going to get thrown in with people because that's the way the game is designed and it's meant to be played. It's meant to be played with other people. Uh, Arson at Dawn. Will you be looking at the, the in-game shop? I'd like to actually see the possible cosmetics. Yes, I will show you guys the NPCs, their inventory. I will take you through the game and let you see everything. And we will look at the amount of coin it takes to buy stuff and we'll say, okay, that's what it is. Let's see what the earn rate is after a couple of weeks. Listen, if anybody today on stream or in the couple of days following today starts making videos about can you believe how expensive these micros are? Can you believe how much coin it takes to buy this or to buy that? I would watch those videos with a very, very skeptical eye because they don't know the earn rate. So prices of like the in-game coin and currency to get items, to get cosmetics, until we know the earn rate, until we know like, okay, on average in a given week, if you do all the things that give you coin, and they did say get into an alliance, that helps with coin earn rate. What In a couple of weeks, we can make those judgment calls and say, okay, the earn rate's a little too slow or the earn rate's in a pretty good place or whatever, whatever conclusion we come to. They also said that they're going to give you a bunch of coin up front and to not spend it all right away. To like really wait and make sure you like the javelin and, and make sure you know the look that you're buying and like what you want to get because you're not going to get that much back right away. You're going to spend, if you spend it all, you, you're going to have to replenish it. So... Celestial Fruit. How's the story in the game and the NPC character development? I don't know. We, I, we we played a little bit. What I played, I liked. I liked the dialogue. I liked the back and forth. I thought it, th- I thought it created a good a good feel and a good ethos in the game. Riverbend. How do we actually play on Xbox? Can we just launch the game if pre-ordered or do we have to go through EA Access? If EA Access is active on your account, that game should be playable for you. It should have a little asterisk and be playable for you today in an hour, roughly. It should just be it should be playable for you. I, I, anytime I had EA Access, I would just go to the game and it would literally tell me, like, you can play this with EA Access in so many hours or whatever. That's typically how they did it, at least when I did EA Access in the past. 
Uh, let's see. Next question. In Veon, the spark dash of the Interceptor felt rather garbage to use, even though I like the concept of the skill very much because it is even more mobility. I also felt that primers and detonators of the Interceptor are not that well spread out through his slots. What is your opinion about these points, and can we expect fixes when the game starts? I wouldn't call them fixes. I would call them strengths and weaknesses. I think you're supposed to look at a given class's options, and you do feel a thematic thrust from what they have, the abilities they have. You look at the storm, he has almost no impact abilities. He's all he's all elements, he's all debt primer. That I mean, that's just what the storm is. And I think that's gonna set the tone for how you play with the given characters. I also think as they expand the game and do the cataclysms and other things, that's when they can start to decide to add things to the game. They can add abilities to the game. So right now, and I'm speculating right now, but right now you can prime with the melee on a ranger. Who knows? Maybe in the future they unlock something that allows you to level up and get a a, um, a detonator melee for your your ranger. Maybe a bunch of new abilities come with the future content for the Interceptor. So those vacancies get filled over time. Or there's a new theme and new builds that happen in the future. I don't think you're supposed to be able to go to every Javelin and say, I can basically mimic the build that I had on Colossus. I can mimic that build over here on the Interceptor. No, it's it's going to feel different. The abilities have different pros and cons different ways in which you use them to really feel like oh wow this one makes more sense when I use it like this the interceptor is supposed to be up in the mix getting his own combos those combos lead to passive priming of the enemies around you and then your buddies are supposed to be detonating those those primed enemies because you can't debt them anybody primed from your aura cannot be detonated by the by the interceptor that did it so again it's and somebody in chat saying Spark Dash was bugged in the demo. There could have been abilities that were not working properly that we'll have to look at in time. But I also think you're like, oh, this guy's lacking. He doesn't have X, Y, and Z, or he's missing X, Y, and Z. Are they going to patch that? Are they going to fix that? I think they're supposed to feel like they have certain things they can do and can't do in relation to the other the other characters. Because yeah, the Interceptor has two acid attacks. I'm fairly certain a storm has no acid attacks. So there are weaknesses within their builds that are supposed to, I think, push you to team comp and leading into what their strengths are. Uh, Squidly Bidley just tuned into the stream. What is this game about and when are we able to play it? We're able to play it in an hour and it's a sci-fi looter game where you chase abilities and kill aliens and that's pretty much all I'm going to go into. Go watch a trailer. I, I'm not going to give you like a big marketing campaign right now. That's not what Q&A is for. That's pretty much the basics. Uh, Distracted Nerd. Lono, do you think we will have to reset game settings and key bindings to what we would have set in the demo? Oh, I don't know. It may be linked to your account. It may be linked to your account. I don't know. Um, so... Rafelio, do you think they'll add more javelins in the future? They have said that they have plans, tentative plans to add more javelins in the future, so yeah. Scale Zen. How much do we know about how endgame this ha- how much endgame this has? Have they addressed the bugs that plagued the PC demo? PS, I have the same chair. How do you like it? I love this chair. I think it's very comfortable. As far as the endgame, they put out a trailer 
that showed strongholds, contracts, legendary contracts, challenges, uh, the three levels of Grandmaster, and the Cataclysms. There will be quite a bit for you to do in the endgame. A lot of people were looking at this game like it was Destiny. Oh, there's only three strongholds and no raid at launch. What a joke. Well, you're thinking like a Destiny player. A Destiny player gets to the end game of Destiny and you play this tiny circle of content. Night falls and raid, right? Or you just grind PvP. The rest of the game doesn't matter to you when you get to the end game. When you get to the end game of Anthem, you can raise the difficulty of any area. Free play, your legendary contracts, your contracts, your challenges, your strongholds, the cataclysms. All of those things you can scale up to where you are. You bring the game with you as far as relevance. You maintain that relevance. You drag the game along with you. So I that that I think we, we've seen enough to say there's a pretty good amount of endgame stuff to do. As far as the bugs that played the PC demo, yes, many of those have been addressed. Now I saw somebody in chat asking a question, is it going to run at 60 FPS? This game is not going to run at 60 FPS on your console. It isn't. Thank you, we the people, for eight months. The games do not hit 60 FPS on console very often. Even games that are built for the console. Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted. These are all games that did not run at 60 FPS on console. This game is as big and as lush and lively and dynamic as like Horizon Zero Dawn. So it's going to hit 30. It's not going to be hitting 60. That's just not a thing consoles can do right now for games that look like this. It just isn't. They'd have to dumb down everything. Uh... Now, as far as PC, you have an expensive PC and you couldn't get it to 60, I would make sure you download the latest NVIDIA drivers. They have things in there for Anthem. And I do believe optimization for PC is significantly better in this version. Because when I played the at the capture event, I felt like it ran a whole lot smoother than what we played in the demo. Uh, Uji. Which Javelin do you like and enjoy the most? The Colossus. New 24. Was it ever confirmed by the devs what Skillup said in a tweet about strongholds being once a week or a day? I've never I've never heard anything from them about that. I think there are contracts. I think there are contracts and coin earning things that have a limited thing like daily and weekly. I don't think I don't think that the forges are that are limited like that. Now if they are, okay, if they are limited to like a day, well, there's three strongholds and you got four javelins. So that's a total of 12 runs a day, if that's true. I don't think that's true, though. I Even if it is true, I think you get to the point where you wouldn't be... I mean, the average player is not going to be able to run 12 strongholds. Somebody in chat is saying strongholds are not limited. The legendary contract is daily. I think there was confusion there. There are contracts and legendary contracts that are limited per day, and there are some that are per week, I think. Skillup never said strongholds are once per day. It's the legendary contracts, which were, which are daily. I am fairly certain that Skillup must have deleted the tweet then. I know I saw a tweet from him that said, like, he was concerned about the end game, seeing that strongholds were limited to once per day or something. I know for a fact I saw that tweet. He may have deleted it once he got clarification. So, it, it is, I, I think there are daily and weekly contracts. And most of those, I believe, are limited because they're coin-earning activities. And they don't want people just running the circle of coin-earn ad nauseum to... Like, they, they're going to limit... They always do that in games like this. They're going to limit the currency 
to an earn rate that is if you do it all again our pushback will be is this sensible if i do every daily and weekly coin earn activity where am i going to be after a week or two if i feel it's too low i will make a video about that and say Here's what happens if you run everything. Here's the earn rate. Here's what this can buy you. And if I feel like it's too low, I will make a video and say that. I'm not going to make a video and bash them and say they're money hungry and being an idiot. But I will voice the opinion that of if I feel that's, that that happens. I'm like, this is absurd. Even if you do everything, you can't buy X, Y, and Z until, you know, until you, until what, a month? You know what I mean? The earn rate has to be sensible. It can't be dis... It has to be in harmony with the earn rate of everything else in the game. That's what I've been saying. Uh, Patchwork. I know nothing about the lore. Is it smart to study up before going in or playing or going in blind? You don't need to study the lore before going in. I mean, there's plenty to study, but I think some of the lore videos contain spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, avoid the lore Reddit threads and the YouTube videos. And you can watch them later. There's a really great YouTube channel called Your Anthem. If you look up your anthem, he's got a great radio voice. He's like the American Bife. He's got great content on on anthem. If you're interested in the lore, he's got a background in radio, so production quality is fantastic. I met him at the capture event. Super nice guy, and he's got fantastic content waiting for you. His YouTube channel is is growing at a very good rate. If you're looking for that kind of content, I would highly recommend his stuff so if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or youtube check him out really really great guy uh panda owen i see in the poster it looks like there is a volcano world can you travel to other worlds or is it just one large map for now it's a large map but the cataclysms and the storms may take us elsewhere we just don't know and also parts of the map could be covered in snow or lava or water there could be a lot of different things that go into that Ray, based on early launch info changes, do you have any concerns for endgame longevity? No. Everything I've seen from both the roadmap and that video that they put out about the endgame gives me confidence there'll be a good rhythm here. Here's the real question people have to ask, okay? Can we get to the point as hobbyist players, as hardcore players, can you get to the point where you're okay with rhythmic dry spells there's just going to be times where you're like I'm kind of waiting for the next thing if you can get to a place where you're okay with that I think games like this and Division and Destiny can be very satisfying for you but if every time you hit a dry spell or a ceiling you get angry and you want to lash out and act like this is absurd I should have a a, a new thing to do every day all day blah 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 I think we need reasonable expectations and so, and also you need to consider that the lion's share of the community, the lion's share of the gaming community isn't going to play as much as you if you're playing for, you know, six hours a day and hitting those walls and hitting those ceilings earlier than others. Again, I have confidence that they have a good plan in place for with the roadmap and the endgame video. It gives me confidence. I played Destiny for four years. I'm seeing really good things coming out of this game as far as their plan. I think they've learned a lot probably from Destiny. I think Division learned a lot from Destiny. I think both Division 2 and Anthem are set to deliver very good rhythmic content. You just have to accept there will be times where you take a day or a week or some time off and play something else. You know? Uh, Dark Forever. Um, 
says any issues with controller on PC I have a rig which is pretty much only used for single player due to all my friends being on console but they're skipping anthem first time catching you live long time YouTube watcher love your content well thank you uh, controllers plug and play man just plug it up and go uh, if it's a PlayStation controller I'm not quite sure how that works but Xbox just plugs right in um, to the to the PC I just watched your video on the Anthem Launch Day Confusion. I just want to mention that I think the anti-consumer feeling people have is the idea of a company dangling the game early in front of players. It's predatory and coaxes extra money out of people who just want to play with their friends. First of all, it's not extra money. You're wrong about that. Actually, you are factually wrong about that. It is not extra money for you to play. It's less money for you to use their subscription services to play this game. You can pay the $5 and get the 10 hours of access and try the game. And if you don't like it, you're out 5 bucks. If you like the game and you buy it, you actually save money. You get 10% off, which saves you a dollar, and you got to try the game for 10 hours. So you're wrong there. You're also wrong with with the Premier service. Premier is 100 bucks for a year one whole year and you get all the primo stuff in Anthem and you get early access it's 15 for Premiere Sarge it's 5 for access and origin that's why I said you get 10 hours to try it and then if you want it you get a discount it's 15 for origin Premiere which again you can get Premiere for 100 bucks a year if you buy Anthem with everything the primo package of Anthem it's $80 so for a little bit more, you get a whole year of Origin Premiere, which gets you access to Anthem, all the Primo stuff, a week early, and you get access to all of Origin Premiere perks. Discounts on content, early access, you get access to their vault. You are not spending more money. If anything, you're getting a lot for less. You're getting a lot of money for less. It's just, this is how they run their store. This is how they run their games. You are factually incorrect. It's not anti-consumer. And saying, oh, it's predatory. They're dangling. Every company has things that they sell that can be a perk to you. A text messaging package on your cell phone, pre-ordering games and getting pre-order bonuses. All of these things are optional perks that if you want as a consumer, that's not predatory, okay? That's not the definition of predatory. It's something that's optional if you want it. And if you don't want it, the launch date's been set for a really long time, the 22nd. Everybody can play on the 22nd. You spend 60 bucks, and there you go. It is, it's some of the most pro-consumer perks I've ever seen. I want, how many games let you try it for 10 hours for 5 bucks? 5 bucks, and then that's it. I didn't like it. Well, you only spent $5. How many games have you bought for the full 60 and within 10 hours you knew you're like, I frick, I threw my money away. I don't like this game. That's happened to me quite a bit. And you know what? I don't get any of my money back. I don't get any of my money back. There's nothing predatory or anti-consumer about this setup at all. There was confusion about the launch date and I think they should have clarified that stuff a lot faster than they did because Origin was showing the 14th. They kept saying the 15th. They should have they should have clarified that sooner than they did, but that's the only that's the only time I lay blame on their feet. They should have been quicker to respond. People also should have remembered that they said the 15th for months, and launch dates in, in stores get glitched all the time. Destiny's Forsaken launch date got glitched in the store. There's been plenty of times I pre-ordered a game and the launch date shows the wrong date and time. So just because Origin said the 14th when you when you booted it up on your PC, they had been consistently saying the 15th. 
So people getting confused about that, I do fault them. They should have clarified that very quickly, or at least said, guys, the origin dates, the, the dates you're seeing in origin and times might not be accurate. Let us do some research and see what's going on, because internally they probably had to run that up the flagpole. But again. It's not predatory, it's not anti-consumer. I guess that's fair from the perspective of someone who hasn't even realized you could get in early by paying for the Premiere service. Personally, I bought the game before finding out about the basic and Premiere information. I understand that frustration. I do. But this is the way they do all their games. This is the way that EA handles their launches. They've been doing this for a very long time, both on the Xbox and on PC. If you're on Sony and you can't get access on your PlayStation 4, that's Sony's fault. They opted to not do EA access. That's not on EA. Uh, Evil the Waffler. How much content do you think compared to Destiny 2? I'm still on the fence with Anthem. I fear it will feel like the D2 vanilla. It's a different style of game. It's a different style of game. Destiny's Endgame is is like a chapter in the story. So you play all of Destiny, you do the whole story, you do all the stuff, you level up, and then the endgame's like here. It's like one page in the book, right? Adventures, Lost Sectors, Strikes, Story Missions... None of that stuff matters in the end game. You just leave it behind. Now, it matters for milestones, but once you're max level, it's like, what the frick's the point? In Anthem, when you hit level 30, it's a spiral staircase. You're going up the spiral staircase. You're increasing the difficulty, and all of the game is a part of that spiral staircase. Free play, the, the world events, contracts, legendary contracts, the whole spiral staircase, it includes all, everything you touch in Anthem comes with you. Now, sure, the drop rate for Primo gear in free play ain't gonna be as good as a stronghold, but it's great to have that spectrum of option for players that may not have their buds online, may not feel like going through a stronghold at that time, and they can do free play at their level. Contracts at their level. So it's, it's a different style. So when you say how much content does it have, it's a different form of execution of getting you to, to treat the game as a hobby than what Destiny does. Destiny has a content loop. Destiny's content loop in the endgame is super narrow. So quantitatively, okay, quantitatively, we could look at D2 Vanilla and say it had a ton of things to do. So much quantity. If you played every adventure, ran every lost sector, planned through, played through the story mission, did all the strikes, did all the nightfalls, and, and played on four, I'm sorry, not four, played on three guardians, quantitatively D2 was enormous but it had no substance 80% of the game didn't freaking matter once you got into the end game match like the, the, the max level content so I think that that Anthem is a different style and I think it looks substantive I think it looks big and I think they're going to be looking to add to it rhythmically and I find that exciting if you look at their lot if you look at their their roadmap okay if you look at their roadmap and you look at their video about Endgame and that's not convincing to you, then just wait. I have never and will never tell people to pre-order. I've never said that. Oh, you're an EA game changer. You're a shill. Blah, blah, blah. No, I've been telling people, you get a week to watch and see if you like it on YouTube and Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitch. If you if you want to do EA Access or Origin Access, you can try the game for 10 hours for $5. Do that. See if you like it, you know? 
I think that's pretty fair. I think I think most games I've I've had that attitude with. Here are the value points I see. Here's what I think is a good thing about the game. If you want to get it, get it. If that doesn't communicate enough value to you, if that doesn't give you confidence as a consumer, then wait. You know, wait. You wait and watch. You'll see. You have a very good idea of what the game's like in a week. Streamers are gonna know life this game. Alphex. Controller, keyboard, and mouse. Uh, controller, I think the game is built for controller. I don't think mouse and keyboard offers a whole lot of uh, benefits other than other than when you want to do your supportability. LB and RB can get a little confused, and I'll tell you how. So you'll be using like your RB ability on Storm, and like you're like doing your frost shards, and then you want to hit LB to detonate. The game sees that as you doing LBRB, and that uses your supportability. They need to fix that. I think the supportability, you should have to hold LB and RB for like a second longer than just a tap so that it's more clear. I'm doing this and I want a combo. I don't want to do my supportability. On mouse and keyboard, you can have your supportability bound to a single button so that doesn't happen. Outside of that, I think everything in the game, movement, flight, combat, using your abilities, it all just feels supernatural on a controller. The game just feels built for controller. Mouse and keyboard takes some tweaking too. Every game has this. That's not unique to Anthem. Every game you kind of have to tweak the sensitivity and stuff. But because of the hovering, flying, swimming hopefully is better too. Swimming was rough for everybody. Because of the hovering, the flying, the dodging, all of that, mouse and keyboard is going to take you a little bit of time to kind of get it where you want it. And I don't think that's unusual, especially for a game that's doing something that... This isn't like a common game. You're not playing a first-person shooter. You're not playing a third-person game that's like, you know, Fortnite or PUBG. It's its own style of combat. So mouse and keyboard is going to take a minute for you to kind of get into a place that you want. Does each suit have a debt ability and a prime ability? Yes. Each javelin has two abilities that can be equipped at a given time. Well, three. You have your support ability. Two abilities that can be equipped at a given time that can be either a debt or a primer. You can run double debt. You can run debt prime. There are abilities that are neither a debt or a primer. And we're not really sure what context those abilities are going to shine yet. But there's abilities in the game that I call raw damage abilities. They're just It's just raw damage. It doesn't debt or prime. They just do higher amounts of damage. Those abilities are probably going to be designed for bosses that resist. Maybe there's going to be encounters we go into where you're going to want a loadout that's not heavy, heavy, heavily reliant on dead and prime. And then maybe there's a lot of shielded enemies. Things like that. By the way, if you're new to the stream, thank you so much for being here. I love seeing the big turnout. If you like this style of content, typically there'd be gameplay going on and I'd be playing while taking your questions and discussing. I do these segments as a way to give you value. It's like an interactive radio show. Most of the time I'm playing the game, I'm full screen and you get to see full screen gameplay. But for these segments, I pick a topic, I talk about a topic in the game, and then I take your questions. If you like this style of content and you're enjoying yourself, be sure to click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support what I do. That's just the heart button. So that way you don't miss these streams. My goal is to not just play the game, but to give you a hub of content and something for your time. I don't just expect you to come watch me uh, watch me play the game I try to give you something for your time when you're here so thank you for being here uh, PSI code monkey could you explain how anthem saves character data like weapons if I don't complete a mission do I get the items that drop while playing confused on that there's been a lot of communication on this that has been unclear okay if you get like disconnected or you don't complete a mission you 
if you voluntarily leave, I don't know how it works. But when you got DC, they kept saying, oh, just go into free play and then leave. That extraction screen, like, pulls all your loot out. But then there were folks that were saying, hey, that you only only items that are epic or higher go to the quote-unquote, like, postmaster, right? Milo's saying, items above epic rarity get sent to the postmaster if you don't pick them up. If you DC, you get all the loot and XP, when you end the next expedition. So it they actually, it seems, have a way, because I know that's true. I got DC'd from a, from a stronghold. I went into free play and then did the extraction. That extraction screen then says, oh, hey, here's the XP and loot that's owed to you, and there it all was, right? Now, if you voluntarily leave the mission or don't pick stuff up, that stuff doesn't come to you. Like, if you leave a bunch of greens and blues on the ground, you don't get that stuff. They're going to have to think about how pushy they are, because if somebody goes running ahead in a stronghold, it's like, hey, catch up with this person. Hey, you have so many seconds, and then they just move you. Well, that's a lot of loot that could get left behind. And if it's green, if it's white, green, or blue in the early game, that's not fun to see loot just kind of like disappear so they're gonna have to think about that i i I, we gave that feedback during the capture event we're like the game is way too pushy i know you don't want people standing around not advancing because the game's reliance upon combos and cooperative play but you got to give me a second to peruse the area and pick my loot up because if it's not going to go to the postmaster and i'm not going to get it i i want that to be there for me as a chance to pick it up so i think that I think they need to look at that. Other than that, I think as long as you're paying attention and you're picking stuff up, um, I thought Michael Gamble said blue drops and up go to the Postmaster. I thought he said anything above blue goes to Postmaster. Epic and up. We'll have to wait and see, Rare Killer. I thought it was anything above blue. It was anything above blue and up, which is purple. It's the three, the bottom three tiers of white, green, and blue don't go to the Postmaster. Everything on the top three goes to the Postmaster. If you disconnect, that's not a penalty. You just go into free play, extract, and you get all your stuff that you picked up. There's two things that we're talking about, right? If you don't pick up anything that's blue, green, or white, if you just don't pick it up, you run by it, you're not getting that loot. If you pick everything up and you DC, you all you have to do is go to the extraction screen, go into free play and extract to get the stuff. I don't know what happens if you pick everything up and then voluntarily quit the extraction. I think it even warns you, you won't get your stuff if you just quit. It does register quitting and DCing is different. I think because they don't want people being like, oh, I got a really good item, and then just leave the mission. Because you can't see your loot when you're on mission. They want you to stay on mission. Keep moving, keep doing combos, keep playing together. Thank you, Amazing Trace, for the resub. And Delbert... um, Stinkfester. <laughs> Delbert, thank you guys for those resubs. Uh, can't wait to play. Same. Thank you guys for those resubs. If I'm slow on resubs or sub announcements when I'm doing this, it's just because I get I get in the mode of, of talking and, and thanking and, and I'm sorry, answering questions. Uh, let's see here. Saving Annihilator. So I just got EA Premier Access. If I unsub at the end of the month and buy the full game, will I lose the pre-order and Legion of Dawn bonuses? Probably, yeah. I... I don't know if they're going to yank them out of your inventory. 31 months from Wall Street, thank you. Um, You'll save your progress. But I don't know, dude. That seems like you're trying to kind of... I don't know. 
I don't know how they handle the Legion of Dawn stuff. If you get the Legion of Dawn stuff and you unlock it and it's in your inventory and you cancel Premiere, I don't know if they're going to go into your account and like take that stuff away. In my mind, you paid for a month of Premiere. That's basically you paying for the Legion of Dawn stuff. I, I, right? Like, in my mind, but again, you're not just paying for Premiere. You're paying, I'm sorry, you're not just paying for Legion of Dawn. You're paying for Premiere, which comes with other perks. You do lose it unless you buy the Legion of Dawn edition. Okay, there's your answer. You do lose pre-order bonuses. That's kind of rough. I understand why they have to do that. Because that's like people sort of circumventing the reason. Like, oh, I'm not going to do Legion of Dawn. I'm going to get Premiere for a month and then cancel Premiere. You don't lose progress, but you're kind of trying to circumvent what Legion of Dawn is. Legion of Dawn is something that you're paying for. It's, It's items that you're buying, basically. And you're trying to get them at a discount by using Premiere. Um, if you buy Premiere, you can upgrade to Legion of Dawn for free, right? But I think that's what people are saying is you lose that stuff if you cancel Premiere, right? I don't know. That to me is like just, uh, I know people are probably going to get critical of that. Like how could, how dare you take stuff away? But again, you're trying to circumvent something that they have set out as something you can buy. I don't know. Grant Sperry, what are your predictions for the microtransaction pricing? I don't have predictions for the pricing. I don't think the pricing matters. I don't. I think earn rate matters. Pricing doesn't matter if there are people willing to spend, let's say, the $20 isn't true. But if the $20 was true, do you want to know why I didn't care about that? Because that doesn't matter to me. If a consumer sees value and is willing to spend $20 on a Fortnite skin... That's up to the consumer. I look at those Fortnite skins and I say, I'm not spending that. There were people that looked at the the battle pass and they spent money to fill out the battle pass. And I didn't do that. I didn't see the value in doing that. I earned everything on that bottom rung of the battle pass. I would spend the $10 and just slowly unlock everything. There were people that buy the battle pass and they would just pay the money to unlock the whole bottom rung. That's up to the consumer. The earn rate is what matters. If I would have bought that battle pass for $10 and the earn rate of the items in the battle pass was ludicrous, so I'm like, we're 75% through the season and I've earned almost nothing, well, then that would have been ridiculous. Same way with Anthem. If you want to spend $20 on a cosmetic item, that's up to you as the consumer. My question and my concern is earn rate. How quickly and how naturally can I earn these things? If you're worried about microtransaction pricing, you're probably one of the people that are less likely to buy, which means your main concern should be earn rate. Spartan Viper, thank you so much for 17 months. Welcome back. So, uh, Slacken uh, says, do you feel people will go in looking for negatives to please the mod for content and clicks? Well, and that's why I said, right, if if you're gonna if you're gonna go to YouTube over the next couple of days or weeks and you see people just instantly jumping on the price point of microtransactions and getting all up in arms, okay? All that's gonna be is just more manufactured controversy. That's all that's gonna be. It's just manufactured controversy. They're just trying to get clicks. Again, my my commitment to you is to do commentary on the earn rate. If in two weeks, if in two weeks I've determined that the earn rate is too slow, I will make a video calling on Bioware to look at the earn rate. 
I'll say, look, I did all the dailies and weeklies. Here's the maximum amount of coin per week. Here's the pricing structure of the cosmetic items. So this is the natural earn rate of a given, like, two-week play play session of what you can buy. If I feel it's too low, I will make a video saying, I think you guys need to look at the earn rate. And the reason I'm going to do that is because I believe EA and Bioware have a vested interest in the relationship being a healthy and a good one where people don't feel squeezed to spend money. The more happy we are and the more and the more vibrant the player base, the more likely that a month or two from now people probably will spend money on micros because they'll be like, I haven't had to spend a dime on DLC. We're two months into the game. I'll spend, you know, 10 or 20 bucks in the micro store. They just launched some pretty cool cosmetics that I don't feel like waiting on, you know? So, do you do anything for your voice after streaming and recording for YouTube? You talk so much, I figure it must hurt after a while. I'm not trying to be rude. I know that uh, sounds... No, no, no. Um, It's a good question, Shady. I've streamed for four years. I've built up vocal endurance. And I also don't... I I try to speak with my... Try to speak with my, my abdomen and not my throat. I also sit very close to the microphone so I don't have to, like, project and raise my voice. It's just... I've also built up endurance. The first couple of times I streamed and did question and answer where I didn't have somebody reading the questions for me. I had a friend of mine, Kdex Gaming, who would read the questions for me and it would let me rest my voice periodically, even those little resting periods. The first time I did Q&A by myself, it was, I, I, I could feel it. I just built up endurance. It's just a vocal thing. Like, singers do the same thing. It's a muscle, and the more you use it and the more you take care of it, the more you can, you know. Now, sometimes I do things like, yo! I do, like, little flourishes and stuff. I don't do that too much because that's hard on your throat. Voice acting is a talent where you have to, like, use your head voice or your your chest abdomen voice to not strain your vocal cords Um, because you're changing, you know, like when I talk like this or, you know, I do different voices. You got to be careful because a lot of times people change the intonation of their voice with their throat. And that's bad for your vocal cords. You're going to strain them over time. I, I would love to get into voice acting, but again, I'd have to get some vocal coaching about how to change the, the way my voice sounds without using my, uh, my throat. Uh, Northside says, I have EA access on Xbox. That's it. Now what? I want to play Anthem. You'll be able to play in 35 minutes for a total of 10 hours. And then come the 22nd, if you want the full game, buy it at a discount and all your progress will come with you. Servos go live in 35 minutes. Hordor, is it obvious about what primes and what debts? Yes. There will be a tutorial that will walk you through this. So you will go into your inventory and you will say, what abilities do I have at the forge? And there'll be little markers. There's a circle for primers. And there's like a spark. It looks like kind of like a, a ninja star for detonation. Um... That's the symbols, and if they don't have that symbol, they're neither. So, I just discovered your stream yesterday, and I am hooked. Never interacted this much with a stream like I did here. Two questions which were actually mentioned. Thanks for the good times. Well, thank you for being here. Again, if you're new to the stream, this is my commitment to the platform and my streaming. Sideways Rain, thank you for the sub. Uh, And Trapper Country, thank you for, uh, County, thank you for your sub. 
my commitment is that when you show up, I'm going to give you something for your time. It's like an interactive radio show. You can throw me on and listen and lurk. You can submit questions. You can have a great back and forth. I'm not just going to play a video game. Most of the time I'm playing the video game, the game is full screen. We come to this segment in this scene where video the game plays a little bit smaller. Typically, I'd be playing the game right now, and I take your questions and I talk about certain things. Tips and tricks, javelin guide builds, I'll do those. I'll do... I'll do guides, I'll talk about the currency, the earn rate, the end game, the campaign, I'll give first impressions, and then we can have these conversations, right? You can watch anybody play the game, most of the big streamers are just going to talk and laugh and play, I'm going to give you content, I'm going to give you something for your time, if you like this style of content and you're enjoying my stream, a great thing to do right now is click the follow button, click that little heart button, you won't miss my streams, you can get notified when I go live. And I'm going to give you something for your time every time you show up. I'm going to do this with Division 2. I do it with Destiny 2. I'm going to give you a hub of content. So thank you for being here. I'm pumped. I love seeing this many people show up. This is a great experience for me because I've been working hard for four years to try to have some diversity on the platform. So your support means the world to me. We've worked really hard to get where we are right now. So if you're here, I I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Scorched, what javelin will you choose to play today? Colossus. I love the big boy. I love him. He's super fun. He'll spoil you. He will spoil you. Because when you see when you see combo pop up like seven times, like ten times in a group, you're gonna get used to that and you're gonna play the other the other javelins and you're gonna miss seeing com like the, the word combo popping up that much. He gets an area of effect bonus when he combos and it affects the whole group. Hundred bits from Musiac, thank you very much for the hundred bits. Uh, D ninety five. I got a free code for the game. If I get Premiere for one month, do I keep all the Legion of Dawn? It sounds like no. Legion of Dawn stuff is linked to either the pre-order bonus of Legion of Dawn, like spending the extra money, ordering the Legion of Dawn edition, or it's linked to maintaining Premiere. I don't know if you you could punch your free code in and then go and upgrade to Legion of Dawn. I'm not sure how that works. I don't I like I don't work for BioWare and EA, so I don't know how that works. But you may be able to do that. Thank you, Lazy Bear, for 21 months. Happy to see support for another title other than Destiny. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. This is a first for me as a streamer, by the way, to have this kind of response in another game. So thank you so much for being here. Evil the Waffler. Do you think they will have server issues? I sure hope not. Uh, I sure hope not, because the VIP demo was a smaller sampling of players, and the public demo was more players, and it ran a whole lot smoother. So, I think we'll be good today. Again, this is a smaller sampling of players. PlayStation's not hitting the servers today. This is just Premiere and Access owners. So, I think we'll be okay. We're going we're gonna to jump in in 30 minutes, folks. It's getting here. It's getting close. I hope you're excited. Uh, D95. Also, if you're not wanting spoilers today, I understand not wanting spoilers, but if you really want to support the stream, you can keep it open and turn the volume down. That's a that's a great way to support what I do. I get not wanting spoilers. 100% don't want you... I do not want you to have the game spoiled for you. Don't stay and just grin and bear it. If you don't want spoilers, don't have the game ruined for you. But I, I, do, I do want and really appreciate any support you give me today, so thank you. Uh, D95, the ultimate question. Did they add a chat system? That is on by default. Now, Gamble said, I believe it was Gamble that said this on Twitter. He believes voice chat is on by default that you have to opt out. I think that's a really good decision and I hope it's true. Because without that, I think a lot of people are going to be like, I don't know what's going on. I would love to see them have like a loading day, a loading dock. Here's the team you got match made with. Here's your loadouts. 
And then you're like, oh, hey, I'm running all prime and so are you. One of us should switch. I've got a good debt build. Let me switch my loadout. And you literally just toggle it. You can have five loadouts for every javelin, you know? So if you have if you have those five loadouts, then you would be able to be on that like loading bay and say, oh, wait, 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 hold on, bro. We're all running prime. Holy frick. This is going to be, this is going to be, this is going to be rough. And then you could toggle your, your loadouts because you can have five loadouts for your javelins, right? Informative, family friendly on Twitch. Does this stuff still exist? <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that, uh, MTK. And thank you for the sub as well. Have my subscription. Welcome to the Rageless. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserves stuff. I missed uh, the noodle of Danjin. Thank you for your Prime sub. A lot of folks using their Prime subs lately. I greatly appreciate it. If you have a Prime sub and you use it on my channel, thank you so much for doing that. I never ask for subs. I don't do sub drives. I don't do sub goals. I just ask you to follow and listen. That's that's just what I. That's that's the easiest way to support. So thank you very much. Um. Yeah, so those are some ideas I think they can implement for, for, for the loadouts and the communication, but the voice chat is supposed to be on by default, so. Um, Soto with the Prime sub, thank you very much, welcome. Uh, the exit is 777. What do you think about animated javelin skins in Anthem? That'd be cool, do it. I mean, I... I don't want them to go too crazy. There's so many effects and particle effects in the game and environmental effects. That's one of the reasons I think console struggles a little bit with FPS. If you think of when we played the Siege Engine in Destiny or the Titan uh, public event in Destiny where you do the Witch's Ritual, there's so many effects and explosive and like particle effects, it hurts FPS. And so I don't want it to go too crazy. I would say that's not necessary. I wouldn't be against it, but I just wouldn't want it to hinder performance because there's already a lot of particle effects in the game. And to constantly be rendering a moving or animated armor skin might be a little too much. McNinja38. So far, the ability to customize your actual character, not the javelin, is very limited. Do you think they will expand upon the customization of the model all in the future? This just isn't even on my radar. I just don't care. I you like you don't really see your character that much at all. It's the it's all about the javelins for me. It's like people that want more customization in Destiny. I almost you almost never see your your character's face unless you take your helmet off in the tower. I grind for dope armor in Destiny. I leave my my helmet on all the time. So I don't think they're really gonna do a lot of customization. No, for the for the actual pilot. Uh, Neo United, thank you so much for your sub. Uh, Dank Smallwood. What is a detonator and a primer? So a primer is an ability that is usually it's it's a status effect on the enemy. Once the status effect is on there, they will be marked and primed. When they get hit with a detonator, a detonator is an ability that when hits a primer creates a combo and a damage bonus. It also procs a combo bonus. The ranger when he combos gets a high damage buff on that single target. The Colossus gets an area of effect, so everybody in the area gets affected by the combo. The Interceptor on a combo gets an aura, which passively primes everyone around them. Now, they can't debt those primed enemies, because that would be an infinite debt prime combo. But it primes... It's like, if you combo with Frost, everybody around you after a couple of seconds that isn't dead will will get primed with Frost. And the Storm gets an area of effect not from the combo but from the element used if they debt ice everything in the area gets frozen again they can't tack on to that 
but that's what that's the way that the primers and the detonators were doom uh the gameplay calendar that they showed us is really interesting those arrows after act three do you think that the game will get more content as fast as act one echoes of reality that is coming next month we're just gonna have to wait and see i don't know i don't know if it's reasonable to think they're gonna do something every single month they might but i don't know in my mind they would do something every other month quarterly now if they do stuff every month it might be rhythmic stuff like the way that they do destiny with like iron banner uh when faction rally was a thing right so they could do not super substantive but rhythmic stuff every month and then every quarter there could be something bigger going on kind of the seat like seasons right i just don't know we're gonna have to wait and see because doing something huge and substantive every month it may be something they have planned but it could be an unreasonable expectation I don't know Pharaoh do you think that having a main javelin will be more or less uh, will more or less prevent them from having a main guardian class what? will be more or less oh more or less prevalent I think is what you meant to say than having a main guardian class to say do you think people will play every javelin or stick to one or two well, you're supposed to get most of the gear for the javelin you're playing with when you're playing with that javelin. That's like a thing, right? So, if that's the case, and you're periodically getting stuff for the other javelins, I think there's going to be a natural pull to like, oh, maybe I should try out the ranger. I keep getting drops for him, right? But I don't know if you're going to feel like you have to. In Destiny, it's like, you kind of have to. You're like, if you really want to enjoy all of Destiny, you got to try all three Guardians. They have, you know, all their subclasses. I feel like this game is meant to be the same idea, kind of. Is that you're really missing out if you're not playing with a Storm and you're only playing with a Ranger or you're only playing with it. Whatever it is. So when people are like, what Javelin are you going to main? I'll have one that I maybe play more than others and one that I play less than others. Like, I might play Colossus and Ranger more than I play Interceptor and Storm. That's just what I enjoyed. That may change over time. I may get a Storm build that's just stupid. Well, I'm going to play this guy for a while, right? You get different things that kind of, you know, sway you. But I don't know if you're going to see people just... Here's what I think is going to happen for the more casual player. I think the more casual player will probably commit to one. They'll just commit to one. This is the one I play with the most. And the beauty of this system is that in a month, that more casual player could be like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about my ranger. He's got good stuff. I like the way that he looks. He's got a good build. I've been dabbling in Grandmaster 1. I'm having a good time. You know what? I'm going to start a, I'm gonna start a uh, Colossus. I'm going to start playing as the Colossus and looking for Colossus gear. Well, the whole game feels different when you do that. You actually have to adjust. It's like it's like going from driving a, a Honda Civic to driving a minivan. It feels and handles differently. The way you park, the way you turn, the way the car accelerates, the way like your view of the road, all that changes. You have to adjust. It's like when you get in another like a, a completely different car. Uh, Neo United, thank you for your sub. Uh, Kip, do work. Thank you for your sub. Thank you for ten months. 
Whenever I switched to the Ranger off of the Colossus, I felt awkward. And the beauty of that is, once you really start to get the hang of a new Javelin, the whole game feels different. It feels fresh. Your abilities are different. The the way you engage in combat is different. What is satisfying for a Ranger isn't the same as what's satisfying for the Colossus. So that's what's so great is uh, there's a lot of casual players in the in the gaming world. I think a lot of those people like a month in are kind of like, I haven't even started another Javelin yet. And when you do, it's, it's kind of like a brand new game. It's sort of like that in Borderlands and Diablo. We're like, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. I played through the whole game as Salvador. You know, oh yeah! Like you're done with the Gunzerker. Well, it's time to, you know, play, you know, Axton. You know, you get a bullet and you get a bullet. You get to you get to try a completely different character, and the game plays differently when you do that. That's great value for the hardcore player. All that min maxing on four different characters it's 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 a wonderful. There's good elasticity. Like you're all the way down here on the hardcore spectrum. There's going to be a lot for you to do if you min max all four javelins. And here's the thing that we haven't even talked about: you min max all four javelins. Every javelin can have completely different loadouts. So, your ranger, there's going to be really fun double debt builds that you can invest in, but there's also going to be like prime debt builds you can run. Colossus, all prime, not, not all prime, but like a prime debt build, a, a build where you're priming and meleeing. Like, there's multiple different ways to play. So even once you kind of have all four of them where you like them, you can invest in other loadouts and other styles of play because the abilities that you get change the way that you use a Colossus versus when I'm using the Colossus. You can play very, very differently with each one. And I think that's what's so good about this game. When I got a glimpse into that longevity, I was like, this is great for the casual all the way up to the hardcore player. Spectrum of difficulty, spectrum of grind, spectrum of like what you're going to equip is so, so good because whether you're the casual or the hardcore, it just really, really, I think, helps you feel like you're not going to run out of things to try or do. I, I still think there's ceilings and there's still burnout. You're going to get to a point where maybe taking a break is a good idea. I think the length of time that takes for that to happen is going to be longer than most games like this. I appreciate the compliment, Nomad. Uh, Alzog, what's your opinion on the same loot being in all three strongholds? Do you think it's going to make people play the fastest and ignore the others at endgame? We don't know how they structure it, but what we do know is in the stronghold we played in the demo, there was a chest that dropped at every sort of like quote-unquote checkpoint. You clear that one area and there's a chest. You clear the next area and there's a chest. My thought would be if if there's a spectrum of the strongholds, maybe there's a stronghold that has an entirely extra section. It has a whole extra section, but that means there's an extra chest. So they, they might stagger. There's the short, the medium, and the long stronghold, and then each of them offer more or less drops depending on which one you run. Now, somebody might say, oh, but I can run this one way faster. Sure, I think that happens in games like this. Even if they're all equal in length, if they all have the exact same number of chests, which means they have the exact same number of loot opportunities, and you're able to run the one with a spider in 8 minutes or 10 minutes, and you run another one in 20 minutes, well, you're going to go with the faster one, right? 
Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they thought about that. I don't know if they thought about having all three of them being distinct and different. Maybe there's, maybe there's more or less loot drops depending on if you're in there longer or if it's seen as being a harder, you know, there's just a lot of things that could go into it. No worries, Pharaoh. So I, it's, there's a lot of things that are going to inform where you really plant your flag for grind. Next question. The Exodus 777. What's your opinion on Bioware potentially locking future javelins behind a paywall? Well, first of all, this phrase, I think, gets thrown around a little too much. Locked behind a paywall, okay? First, when you get this game, it is a full and a complete game with lots of content, lots of loot and things to do, and four javelins. That's what you get for the $60, okay? Lock behind a paywall gives the impression that you're buying the full game and they're keeping pieces of it from you behind a paywall. So I don't like that phrase. I think that phrase is charged. Uh, I think the phrase is charged. Now, if they decide to charge for a javelin, my concern would be they painted themselves into a corner a little bit. They did tell everybody it's not going to cost you any money, right, for expansions and future content I think it's fair for people to say isn't a javelin future content I think it's fair for people to push back what they should have said is all content expansions will be free in the future the only thing that might not the only thing we're considering charging for would be future new javelins like they should have said that I don't think they like saying that I think they like the talking point to be crystal clear you don't pay money for any of the expansions coming out right Thank you, Ninja. I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Michael, for two months of subs. Welcome back. Someone might have asked you what javelin you can play with. The Colossus is what I'm going to start with. Um, they said any story DLC was free. Yeah, but I mean, when I read what the one guy said when he was reacting to the microtransactions question, he said all future content ads and story or something like he used the word content. Again, I think people will get over it if they're enjoying the game and they've been playing for months and they see the value of how much content they're getting for free. I think most people will be like, not a big deal. Sure, there'll be clickbait videos. You know, Bioware goes back on their word and charges for javelins. Like, but there's no PvP. And if they charge, you know, five or ten bucks for a javelin in a couple months, I don't think people can complain about that. I think people look for things to complain about. Uh, I am Mr. Nesbitt. Thank you so much for your Twitch Prime sub. Casey said content in a way. Javelin is a content. Right. That's I, I, Again, I wish they would have been more clear. And they would have said, all story expansions and world-changing events are free. Anything we... If we decide to add javelins, those may cost money. I don't know. I th- like I said, they kind of painted themselves into a corner a little bit, and they'll be open to criticism. I don't think the criticism has legs. I think people will make the criticism. I don't think the criticism has legs if they're delivering on their promise, and the and the game is good, and months from now we feel we're getting a great drip feed of free content. I don't think you can say, this is ridiculous that I have to pay $10 for a new javelin, right? This is ridiculous. I just, I don't think that that is a, uh, I don't think that's a justified... Um, complaint. I don't think it's a justified complaint. Uh, I don't think anybody's getting in in early uh, scalazen. I don't think that's true. Um, 
my my stream would probably be getting spammed with you know trying to get in people are just showing footage it's it's just something people do while they wait um uh, da, 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 da. Evil Death Size says, "Do you think that they didn't release on console today? They'd get more people to get Premiere, or is it that the console doesn't look as good, so they want the best version out now?" Well, no. You can get EA Access today and play. You get EA Access today and play. You that you can play on console on Xbox today. They're not trying to like hide the console version from people. Premiere has been a service that they've offered on PC for a while. It's just a different way that they stagger their subscription services. It's not a new thing for Anthem. Uh, Xandorai, uh, have you seen any information about how the Act 1 content will be released? No, I haven't. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be paced, released, what we're getting, how substantive it is. We're, we're, we know they have things planned. That's all we know at this point in time. Again, if you're enjoying the content, guys, interactive radio show style is what I go for. When you come here, you're going to get a hub of content. I cover the games. I discuss them with you. I do go full screen for gameplay. Typically, gameplay would be next to me right now if I could play. If you're enjoying the content, click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. Click that little heart. That way you don't miss my streams and my coverage. Thank you, Paragon, for the Prime Sub. A lot of folks using their Prime Sub on me. Thank you for doing that, Paragon. I'm a Paragon. Welcome to the Rageless. Um, Do you think it's worth it to get Premiere for this game? For me... I think the value of Premiere is good. You have to make that judgment call. Premiere, its best value, I believe, is $100 for the year. You get access to the vault. You get ac- you get early access to games like this. And you get all the primo dope stuff in Anthem. So, I think that it's worth it for me. You have to decide if that's worth it for you. I will never convince you to buy or pre-order something. You are the consumer you are the one that has to decide whether or not you think there is enough value for your dollars. And it is 10 hours of game time, guys. It's not it's not 10 hours from the time you open the game. So you can play 2 hours a night for 5 days. I think 10 hours is a pretty good chunk of time. You get the game early f- for 7 days. 5 of those 7 days you can get home from work and put 2 hours into the game and get a good idea of this is going to be a game you want to sink your teeth into. So... And we're very close to launch, guys. 12 minutes. Chemical. Does gear scale based on level like it did in Destiny? So we'll be moving gear from tune to tune as we level up. The guns do. Uh, guns do. But nothing, it doesn't matter about... Now, as far as your drops for your other classes, that's actually a really good question. It does scale. So if you're grinding on your javelin, and you get a... I'm sorry, you're grinding on your ranger... And you get a drop for Colossus. I don't know what level that drop that stuff drops at. I don't. I know they're going to be giving you mostly Ranger stuff. That's how it's supposed to work. But yeah, if you're playing on your Ranger and you get a good drop for your, your Colossus, you can just give it to them. You know, because they've got the components. They've got the universal components and then the class-specific components. So I'm not actually sure... No, with Premiere, you can play Unlimited, Grateful Head. With EA Access and Origin Access, it's 10 hours. Premiere is Unlimited. Um, so, in the demo, it dropped at your level, right? I'm actually really interested in that because that can affect endgame grind. If I'm grinding on my Ranger, I need to be getting mostly Ranger stuff. If by the time I grab my Colossus, he's got a whole loadout of stuff at his level, that cheapens the grind a little bit for me. Let's get in and see what it feels like, though. I don't want to make presumptions and pronouncements this early. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Lyral, 
is it confirmed that new javelins will cost money? It's not confirmed, but they did say that's a possibility. Uh, is Anthem better than Destiny? Completely different games with completely different value points. That's like asking if Diablo is better than Borderlands. Uh, Zyphier, please explain how to get the aura and utilize it properly in a team as an interceptor. Okay, you're an interceptor. You go in and you detonate something that's primed. Either you primed it or somebody else did. You detonate it, okay? Combo pops up. Then, over on the left-hand side of your screen, it says you have an aura and the seconds are counting down. As long as you are near the enemy, they will become primed, right? They will all of a sudden become primed with whatever the aura is. The aura gets its element from whatever you detonated. If you detonated something that was frozen or covered in acid or whatever, okay? All of a sudden, everything around you is then primed. But it's not primed for you. It's primed for your teammates. The reason they do that is the aura would prime. You could detonate with your melee, get the aura back, and do that infinitely. There will be, according to the devs, there will be different symbols for primes that you can detonate and primes that you cannot detonate. I believe the way that it will work is it'll be a red symbol. You'll see like a red symbol for, you know, and it'll have fire, acid, ice, or whatever. And that red symbol is, hey, looky here, you can combo this. If it's gray, it's saying, hey, this is not for you. You did this with your passive ability. You do not get to debt this. So they're going to have different symbols to, to communicate to you what's been primed for your combo and what's not. So, again, guys, welcome. It's going live in eight minutes. If you're enjoying the show, click follow. If you don't want spoilers, please keep the stream open and maybe turn it down a little bit so you don't get spoilers. I greatly appreciate the massive support today. It is a huge, huge encouragement to me. I'm very excited about this game, and I'm committed to giving you good content uh, and value. This is what I'm trying to do right now. Mr. Duard, does Origin Basic get to play later? Origin Basic can play today for 10 hours uh, just like EA Access. EA Access and Origin Access are the same thing, basically. Uh, BB Guard. What percent of players from the demos you think were less than impressed for simply not discovering all the combo system? I think, uh, unfortunately, I think a high percentage of people played the demo and were like, this is dumb. I think they stayed on the ground and they used their guns and they were like, this is dumb. Universally, when I saw people coming away from the demo, if they weren't frustrated by by optimization issues, okay, the optimization issues need addressed. They do, okay? They need addressed. We'll keep the launcher open, guys. We'll keep the launcher open. Seven minutes, okay? Um, If they weren't talking about optimization, the number one complaint I saw people saying was, everything is spongy and my guns feel weak. Well, that's somebody that wasn't playing Anthem. They were playing, like, a mech shooter, which Anthem is not a mech shooter. So, when someone says that, I don't think they experienced Anthem. And I did fault them for that. I was like, man, you guys missed the boat. If combos are, like, the centerpiece crowning jewel of the combo, of of the combat system, and you don't have a tutorial on that in in the demo you are just not putting your best foot forward they really missed the mark there and i don't know why apparently the alphas had the tutorials in them and they took them out i was not allowed to record the movement tutorial at the capture event i don't know why i have no idea why have you checked to make sure there isn't an update for anthem i mean i'll check right now i'll hit update game Verifying, preparing, it's up to date. We are good to go. 
Um, we are good to go. Thank you for the heads up, just in case. Legion of Dawn edition is complete. We are, we are, we are ready to rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. In six minutes, Ruguru with twenty nine months, welcome back. Don't shoot me, kid. Thank you for your prime sub a little bit ago. I missed it. Uh, Sithil, I played the demo on PS4. No communication between players. I haven't seen the options on PC. Is there at least text? There is not text in this game. There was a regulation passed that if you put text in your game, you have to put text to speech. That so people are not putting text communication in their games because they don't want to have to put that technology in the game. It may come later, but initially that's just not something they wanted to fiddle with. That's technology and development time that they just didn't want to they just didn't want to have to mess with. So it's not in the game. Now that doesn't mean they're like anti helping people who are like hearing impaired. It's just they have to if they put in text chat. They have to put in text to speech. Like you can speak and say you know hey I'm going to go over here or whatever. They, they, that's a regulation that got passed so a lot of games are passing on text communication in games now but voice communication should be on by default thank you fudge for your prime sub welcome back for 15 months frisky do you feel that anthem will have the coin discount for those who have ea access just like apex thoughts that is a fantastic question and i'm going to say that i don't know i will have to wait and see uh d95 I understand the basic concept of premiere of primer and detonators. My question is, if you use the same primer detonator element, does that do extra damage? For example, Storm has ice and ice dead. As far as I know, no. You do not get, and we're probably going to get confirmation on this in chat, you don't get any kind of a bonus for doing ice on ice or fire on ice, like different ones. That's not a thing. That, that couldn't be a thing. That would really narrow your build. It would really narrow your build because there's not a lot of ability combinations that would result in that. So if you're like, oh, if I get extra damage for running Ice Ice, Debt, and Prime, well, then your your builds would be so freaking narrow. You wouldn't use 90% of the abilities because those builds, there's only a couple of combinations that could even do that. So Milo is telling me every transaction through EA gives you 10% discount if you are an Origin member. There's your answer. 10% discount. If you're new to the stream, game's going live in four minutes. Thank you for being here. Be sure to click follow. Uh, Sid Vicious, do subscriptions cost anything? Uh, To my channel, yes. And to Origin and EA, yes. It's $5 a month for EA Access or Origin Access. That's the basic. Every game they ever launch, you get early access for 10 hours, and you get a 10% discount on anything you buy. You also get access to their vault. Full games are in their vault for you. Five bucks a month or 30 bucks a year. For Premiere on PC, it's 15 bucks a month or $100 a year, and you get way more perks and way more uh, unlimited early access to their games when they launch them. None of this is specific to Anthem. This is how they handle all of their games. That's why when you get EA Access or Origin Access or Origin Premiere, you can play all their games in the vault, and they just suddenly add games to the vault. That's basically like, hey, here's a free game. Pharaoh. Is loot dropping going to be universal? For example, will each stronghold have unique drops? No unique drops in the game. That's because there's far too many things to drop. There's two guns, a supportability, uh, a supportability. Then there's your two abilities, and then there's a litany of mod components. That's far too many things to drop. They wouldn't. They'd have to create like 10 times the amount of content to be like here's the mission that you can run for this gun here's the mission that you can run for this component like even within the guns there's a ton of variety it'd be way way too much it's just like division and 
Diablo. Stuff's just dropping. Thank you for the 100 bits, Foggy. And uh, Slaughter for $10. Love your positivity. Keep on going. Guys, thank you for the tips and subs and follows. Thank you, Fudge, for your resub if I didn't thank you. The support today is phenomenal. I did not anticipate this, so... I, I just continue to say thank you and I appreciate the massive support right now best of me thank you for your prime sub we are one minute away two minutes one minute real close Nomad how do you think servers are going to be at launch hopefully they're super stable hopefully they're super stable uh, Lord Patherix is anything other than the Colossus uh, while flying or hovering can you begin the process of flying and then melee to cancel flying yes you can yes you can do this okay I'm gonna give you a little tip it's really fun to fly way up in the air as high as you possibly can and then hit melee. It's really fun. Buckle up and put that clip on Twitter or YouTube. It's fun. Uh, Fett, do you know if the coin rate you earn increases depending on your pilot level? No idea. No idea. I have zero clue. We're going to keep doing Q&A, guys, just in case there is a queue or, or lag. Once I get in and I am playing the game and I know for certain that we're in like Flynn, I will end the Q&A. But for now, just in case in the event that there's problems, I'm just going to keep doing Q&A, okay? We'll hit the play button as soon as it goes live. Don't worry, I'm not going to trigger you. But I'm also not going to cut Q&A in the event that we may deal with queues or, or load times, okay? Sid Vicious. Is there going to be an additional download when servers go live? I don't know. I just checked for an update and I didn't get anything. So I'm going to say no. If there was an update, I would think they would have pushed it out already. Naruto. It's been a little bit. uh, Here we go. It just changed. It just changed. Do I need to click out of it and back in? Play. Here we go. If I push the play button. There we go. Here we go, folks. If you're listening to this as a question and answer session on the various podcast locations, just hang tight. I'm going to cut the Q&A if we get in and can play, okay? I'm going to cut the Q&A if I can get in and play. I'm going to turn game sound on, which I usually don't do for these sessions. This is a little bit of a unique style. If you're new to the stream, thank you for being here. Please click follow. Greatly excited to be playing this game with you guys. Here we go. Connecting to online services. Let's see if we can get in. As soon as I get in and can know that I'm in the campaign and I'm good, I'm going to cut the Q&A. If there's any type of a queue, we'll just keep taking questions while we wait as a bit of a backdrop. Uh, so here we go. Brightness, uh, subtitle size. We want that on audio chat. Okay. Confirm and continue. Press A to start. Looks like we're having a smooth launch so far. Again, I love you guys that are listening to this in the other locations. Hopefully, I actually get to cut the Q&A short and just start playing, and there's no cues or problems. Uh, again, if you don't want spoilers, please just lurk and turn volume down. It's a great way to support what I do. It looks like we're getting in. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>